steal you yep. for a second? Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in, Girls Night In. My name is Karen, and I'm here today with three lovely ladies, Florina, Michelle, and Glory. Say hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. And we're just so excited to dive into this week's episode. There's just so much tea to spill, our, our opinions and everything. But before that, we wanted to, I guess, like share a little bit more about ourselves. So introducing Q&A with Girls Night In. Woo! Woo! Okay, so to get started, we will be asking a few questions and just like share a little bit about our opinions and thoughts and how much we could relate to each other and all that. So our first question is, what's the best relationship advice you've ever received or heard of? Okay, <laughs> I think I'll start. Um, I think the best relationship advice I've ever gotten was to not share everything to your partner that comes to mind or like kind of just appears like I feel like before I thought you know you always want to be super honest and vulnerable with your partner and just like put everything out there but I realized that having a filter and kind of protecting your partner in a way by not sharing like oversharing or like kind of being too honest is really important and I think that's still something I'm really learning because I'm such a like word vomiter I love just like putting everything out there but um, I think it's in both people's best interest to kind of keep things private sometimes yeah I agree with that too from my past relationships like I think I overshare a lot too and then sometimes I just feel like what's the point of saying the things that I'm gonna tell him and it's just like it's might as well just like keep it to yourself and actually say it to them so I agree with that mm, I guess I can go next um I think one piece of advice um for relationships that I've heard of is uh, don't go to sleep angry. So I think, you know, sometimes you're going to get into fights with your, your significant other. And obviously it's easy to sometimes let that anger and that frustration carry on to the next day. Um, but instead of like, you know, sleeping and letting those frustrations and anger kind of boil to the next day, I think, you know, try to solve your problems before you sleep um, to kind of get like that quick resolution um, if possible. Yeah. I agree with that too but then at the same time I feel like it's really hard to kind of like resolve something when you're in the heat of the moment and I just mm -hmm. when you're screaming I start screaming too like if my partner starts like yelling I will start yelling back just because like um like whatever happens like I kind of reflect that I don't know if everyone agrees with that yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I really want to live by that saying, like, in the early stages of my relationship, and then as it progressed, and as our conflict got more complicated, I felt like it was better to kind of, like, take up space and be apart from each other for, like, the night, even if we were gonna kind of, like, go to sleep angry, and then revisit it when our emotions aren't fresh anymore, so... I don't know. I think for small, silly arguments, like, yes, don't go to sleep angry because it's not worth it. But if it's something big that like you have to really talk through and be at a very like, you know, logical, have a logical mindset, it's better to carry it over to the next day. On the topic of conflict resolution and, you know, anger, I feel like one other advice that I heard that I really loved applying is kind of using more I statements. Before when I got into conflict, I would always be like, oh, like, I feel like you are this, or like, you know, putting blame on them, and then kind of just changing the sentence structure to like, oh, oh, I feel like, I don't know, something, instead of like, blaming them, I think that really helped me too. 
No, I think that's such a good, that's good because this is again, like this is you are expressing your thoughts instead of blaming it on them. And I feel like in like for conflicts and, and arguments, you should always kind of um, be vocal about your thoughts and feelings so they would understand what you're, where you're coming from. Yeah, I feel like it, that's really, really good advice because then they can comfort comfort you more easily too, right? You're not kind of pushing them away. You're actually um, allowing them in and hopefully like it can allow you to work through those like issues that you're having in that moment. Mm-hmm. 100%. Lorena, do you have um, advice that you've heard of or you've experienced before? Yeah, so I'll share two things. The first one is, it, I don't think it's great advice, but like I just found it so funny that like I had to share it. Um, so basically like a woman that I worked with once, she told me choose the most good looking man because at the end of the day, all men are trash. <laughs> <laughs> And I was dying. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> but I guess like a good good piece of advice that like I've heard of is that you should look at like how the person you're interested in or your man like treats strangers, family, like their sister, their mom and stuff like that. Because that's like mm-hmm. such a strong reflection of who that person is. That is so true. And you know that <laughs> it's so funny because my family doctor actually told me that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah, literally he's like, Karen, you're at the age, I think I was like, what, 16 at that time? And I don't know, I tell my family doctor everything and I was dating someone at that time. And he was just like, Karen, you're at the age where, you know, relationships happen and everything, but make sure you don't jump into a relationship just yet until you see how he treats a waiter or waitress. Hmm. Very true. And that's so funny. That's so cute that you have a close relationship with your doctor. I feel like me and my family doctor are like, <laughs> I love him. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, he um, is not tech savvy. So I don't think he's going to listen to this anyway. <laughs> um, okay, those are amazing advice that you all have. For me, I would say definitely before jumping into a relationship, make sure that you have a great relationship with yourself and you love yourself before actually sharing that love and positivity with someone else. Because I feel like when you jump right into a relationship without, um, I guess, like loving yourself, there's so many different like insecurities that happen with it throughout the whole relationship. And you don't want to kind of like put that on them like that pressure onto your significant other and that complicates your whole relationship I personally think so good Karen I feel like that's a perfect note to end this question on like that is so good loving yourself first and knowing who you are before you jump into a commitment with someone else and trying to manage both personalities yeah I guess another question that I have for all of you is this is kind of fun but if you had the chance to hang out with three people from the bachelor nation for the rest of your life who would it be who would you choose I'll start um one person I think that I would definitely want to hang out for the rest of my life is Miss Rachel Lindsay I feel like she is so smart so bold if I had to spend the rest of my life with her I feel like there would never be a moment with her and I feel like you know if there was ever a time where I was like unsafe or I was in a situation I feel like she's so smart like she she'd be able to like help me get out of it so I think one person is definitely Rachel Lindsay I think so too she's a good one I think she's very smart and like I think 
um like she has a lot of advice too like if you've encountered anything I think she would be the best person to give advice and help you out in difficult situations mm-hmm. yeah Rachel's a really really good one I I would definitely do that as well um I think if I had to choose like three um I would probably choose Tasha as one of them because of course she's like my favorite bachelorette she's so wise she just has such an amazing presence and energy. I feel like it would be so much fun to hang out with her. Um, and then Emily Maynard, which <laughs> is funny because like, I remember like watching her when I was really young. I don't even know why I was watching Bachelor, Bachelorette at like the age that I was watching it at. Like, <laughs> I don't know why, but she was one of like the first Bachelorettes that I watched. So I feel like it would be cool to hang out with her. Um, and then probably Rachel Lindsay, like both of you kind of already talked about. Oh my gosh, Florina. I remember watching Emily Maynard's season as well. I think both me and you watched reality TV from like a really young age. Because I yeah. watched like Survivor as well. But Emily's season, I was reading so hard for Ari. And then she picked Jeff, I think. Oh, the memories. But um, for me, if I were to pick three people... Maybe I'll just say one because I think the people that you guys both said like definitely spot on. I'd love to hang out with Catherine, like Sean and Catherine, Um, Mm -hmm. but mainly Catherine because she's so down to earth. Like I want to hang out with her kids. She's so cool. Like I I think I really look up to her and I think I'd love to listen and see like how she maintained her relationship with Sean kind of in the spotlight and had so many kids and like, I don't know. She's just such a great mom too. So I think I'd learn a lot from her. Yeah. That's a good choice too. I think for me, I would say like more less on the popular end and I'm not too sure if you guys remember her, but I want to meet Jasmine Nguyen. Yeah, I think she would be, she's such a sweet girl. Like I know she went home at an earlier stage in Peter's season, but I think she's such a sweet girl. She has amazing hair. Like that's like one of the questions I got to ask her, like, how do you keep your hair so nice and shiny? (laughs) But yeah, no, I think another reason is because like, I remember commenting on her TikToks and her Instagram posts and she would reply back to me and I'm like, wow, like you're so nice. Yeah, dude, I knew you're gonna say Jasmine. Like she's so cool, and she kind of looks like you. Well, you guys give me the same vibe. <laughs> Anyways, well that wraps up our Q and A time with Girls Night In. It was amazing just to get a look to know a little bit about us. But now it's time for us to dive straight into the episode. So going in first, let's talk a little bit about the first group date. Um, when Trey gave that warning to Katie about Thomas, do you have any thoughts? Do you think it was more of um, snitching or being honest? What are your thoughts? So like to me, I feel like it was kind of, I don't know, it was was a little bit of both because like to me, what Trey said was kind of misleading because Trey said that Thomas's, Thomas said that his intention was to become the bachelor Um, and that's kind of the only reason he came on the show but in reality like Thomas just said that the possibility of becoming the bachelor was a thought which like I think those two things are completely different so I feel like the way that Trey framed it made Thomas look really bad Um, so I feel like if he was going to say something I wish at least he was kind of honest I feel like he kind of wasn't honest like I wish he just stated the facts here's what actually happened 
and like that's it and Katie can do whatever she wants with that information but I found it like odd that he framed it that Trey framed it that way I agree like he wasn't really honest with his with the way he kind of described the situation to Katie but the thing was like in that group date it wasn't just him who spoke about it like literally every other man used their time to speak about Thomas and so like when we think about like the end result of like if Katie's going to send Thomas home or not like even if Trey's words like weren't 100% true because every man talked about it it's like it was almost bound to happen kind of thing. Honestly it because of what Trey said and I guess when Katie gave that rose to him for I guess like being honest and that's what she values do you think that kind of changed the whole dynamic in the house just because at first everyone wanted to build that relationship with Katie and they didn't want to snitch on someone else but that the fact that Katie kind of rewarded Trey for you know snitching or being honest in this case do you think that's why during the rose ceremony like everyone started talking about Thomas instead of focusing on her uh, their relationship with Katie? I don't know if that was exactly why, but I definitely think that it totally changes the dynamic in the entire house because because it's almost like if you snitch on someone, you get rewarded for it and that Katie really values like that protection. In reality, I don't think she really needs anyone to necessarily protect her. I think she's her own person. She can decide like who she likes and who she doesn't. And I think just the whole thing was blown so out of proportion. Like again, what Blarina said, the men were just so focused on Thomas and they kind of weren't really telling the right story. They kind of just told the story that fit their own narrative. And I was so frustrated about it, but no, I definitely think the whole dynamic has changed. And I kind of don't like how so many men are so invested in the drama this time. Like, it seems like everyone wants to bring up Thomas during the conversations when that's just so unnecessary. I agree. Like, I to be honest, I didn't like that KD rewarded uh, Trey with that rose like really like you're gonna give him the rose for like tattletaling on someone like give it to someone else who like opened up or like Andrew who's not even talking about the drama like I that really bugged me when she gave that rose away and I don't know if we've ever seen a bachelorette like give someone a rose give someone a rose who's like use their time to talk about someone else I, I think part of it is because Katie was kind of that person on her season to tell the lead about what was going on in the mm-hmm. house and I think that's really affecting her as the bachelorette because she thinks that whoever tattletales is very honest and has to like bring it up, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah, definitely frustrating. And yeah, she probably feels like she kind of has to reward it in a sense because that's who she was last last time around. And yeah, like this, it was just really annoying to me how all the men were so fixated on Thomas. And like, it also made it seem like Katie is incapable of like, figuring out or like making a decision on her own that's kind of what they made it seem like they made it seem like they have to tell her they have to talk about Thomas because otherwise she won't be able to like see through Thomas which I I I find that annoying too from the men's part like you don't have confidence that she would be able to figure things out on her own that was weird um for her she just like made her decision to send like Thomas home later on which we will cover in the future but it's just that in this case it's like she's just making that judgment based off of what the men are telling her and not really making her own judgment mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's why I appreciated the conversation between Andrew and Trey even more because I feel like Andrew was saying you know some of the thoughts that we have as fans like 
you don't always need to go tell the bachelorette and use your time to talk about someone else. Like I know in certain circumstances it makes sense, but I really love that the bachelor producers like showed that conversation between Andrew and Trey because Andrew's side, I feel like is a side we don't often see as communicated on the show. Like we always see the people kind of like justifying why they need to tell, but like we don't really see the other side of like why you shouldn't tell and why you should kind of use your time otherwise in such an expanded way that we saw with Andrew on on this week's episode. Yeah, those are definitely amazing, great points that you all pointed out. And honestly, I think um, this, we can definitely talk more about what exactly happened between Thomas and Katie later on in the episode in our podcast. But I guess I wanted to bring, I just wanted to hear more of your opinion on Blake and Katie's one-on-one. So in this case, so what happened was Taisha told Katie that someone from her, her season wanted to meet Katie and dying to actually build a connection with Katie. And it was Blake. <laughs> um, so do you, I just wanted to learn more about w- what you thought of this. Do you think Kate, sorry, Blake has good intentions? I know they've t- chatted before on social media. So what are your thoughts? Okay. I feel like I'm always skeptical when someone from a past season kind of appears onto like the new season, but for some reason, I'm just really all in with this Blake and Katie story. Like, I think he does have good intentions and that he's really into her and that their vibes just really mesh well together. And although they did chat on social media before, I feel like it might have been, you know, after she was announced as the bachelorette, like he didn't really know how to navigate the situation. And it was kind of his last resort. And I, I kind of do believe that story. And I'm just really excited about them. Like, I really think they're going to go far and that they're going to have a great relationship. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, I know so many people were hating <laughs> on Blake. I don't know if you all saw, but I feel like there was a lot of Blake haters. But I don't know, they just work together. Like, there's just something about both of them. I feel like oh, they work so well together. And I do feel like he came on the show with good intentions because, like, I don't know, to come on to like a third bachelorette in one year like that's kind of embarrassing you know it's like people are gonna be mad about it but he really kind of took that risk because he 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 did he was interested and in katie so i don't know i i I could see them pairing well together and i feel like he could win yeah me too i think blake was so cute and everything he said was so perfect and i think like just by the looks of katie's face i think katie was smitten like i think she was having like a little like you know, moment when she saw Blake and she's like, oh shoot, like I'm in trouble in a good way. I think she, I think she likes him. And that's why I was like kind of surprised that she was kind of like, you know, like she didn't make the decision right away to kind of let him like, I mean, obviously I get like, you know, taking some time to think about it, but I don't know in her interview and with her questions asked, it seems like she was more skeptical, but by her face, it seemed like she was more like smitten. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that too. And I guess like that leads to the next question. So Blake did come in a time where Katie was able to build strong relationships with other men in the house. Do you think Blake is in a disadvantage? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think, I think it, I don't think he's in a disadvantage because like, it seems like Katie has watched past seasons. And so she's definitely watched Tasha's season and seen Blake throughout all the episodes. So she already has an idea of who he is um, and like 
obviously sometimes you know with these shows things come up as like seasons progress like bad things from like TikToks you see them or like on Reddit but there's nothing kind of red flaggy about Blake so I think the fact that she got to see him the fact that they can like relate to the whole process um and that he he does seem like a a good guy I feel like he has a good chance and he can make a strong connection with Katie I know Mm -hmm. that both Katie and Blake are kind of (laughs) sex positive so I think that is like instantly they have like a strong connection and I guess that leads to the next question that I have is that so at the very end of the episode after the rose ceremony Katie gave Blake a rose at the end and (laughs) what are your so what are your thoughts like I know he was in his boxers he's very clumsy and it really gave me the same vibe as Katie I love that moment I thought that moment was so cute and I I think really like I feel like that scene was like filmed at like 2 a.m. in the morning, like after the rose ceremony and then Blake was like asleep and then Katie's just like knocking at his door, like saying, hey, like I want you in the house. But I thought that moment was so cute and so genuine. And I wish Katie said a little bit more. Like, I feel like she was like kind of shy and she's like, okay, bye. Like after she told him. So I wish she like talked a little bit more, but yeah, love that moment. I don't even know what your question was. So I hope I answered that. I forgot what the question was. No, 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 you definitely did. Um, yeah, no, again, I love that moment too. It was super adorable. And like, I knew, I knew she was going to let Blake come in just because like from, again, like what you guys all said, um, how her reaction was just like, when she saw Blake, she was just like, so happy and smiling. And like, there's like definitely instant chemistry that I saw. Okay. I guess we talked a little bit about Blake and I just can't wait to see um, their relationship get stronger as the episodes go on. And I'm sure he's definitely going to be like one of the top four finalists just from seeing her instant connection with him. I wanted to dive into Katie and Thomas's one-on-one. So basically after all the men in the house, like they literally told Katie like about Thomas and kind of like made her kind of picture Thomas as a villain. So I guess that kind of led him to actually show up at her doorstep just to have a conversation. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Do you think um, his character is being, as they call it, demonstrized? <laughs> yeah, that word. Wow. Like what a new addition to my vocabulary. But I think that was very much needed, like that one-on-one time. I don't really know why the men were like so mad about it because they literally talk about Thomas all the time. Like I think Thomas had to have that. I did think that he kind of sounded rehearsed sometimes and it did sound unnatural where he's just like trying to say what she wants to hear, but it also just might be like the way he talks. Like, you know, we will never know if his intentions were extremely genuine or pure or not, but I do think that, yeah, his character was being like totally dragged by everyone and he had to have that time with her to kind of clear the air. I think we're going to have to wait till paradise to actually see if that's genuinely how he talks or if he is just a rehearsed guy, kind of guy. I think so too. Yeah, he he does always seem rehearsed, and I'm excited to actually see him on Paradise to see like how he acts with others. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a little bit suspicious. But like at the same time, I don't get why he was painted as like such a bad villain. Because I feel like last season, for example, we saw Victoria. Like she, Victoria was definitely a villain. She was 
out here bullying people and like calling people names and stuff like all Thomas did was pretty much just be like very honest to a fault so I don't understand why all the men were kind of coming at him so hard and so I do think like it was fine for him to go and speak to Katie and like the men shouldn't be mad at him for speaking to Katie because they like emphasized it so much on their dates and so it was like kind of bound to happen. I swear the men just twisted the whole like his words like Thomas's words like all he said was yes like I had the thought of becoming the next bachelor it's not like he said yes I want to become the bachelor that's why I came on the show like I think his points were valid to Katie he said that um he said I didn't know you right so like obviously coming into the show like that was a thought that everyone possibly had right and um that's why he said, yeah, but now that I do know you, like, I am falling for you. Like, I think I'm not exactly the same thing that he said, but I just know that that's what he meant. But I don't think Katie took it seriously. That's a great point, Karen, because I was listening to Nick Vile's podcast with, um, and Katie was on that podcast. And Nick brought up what you just said, like, the thought of being the bachelor is a common thought that everyone has. Um, and he told Katie, like, why did you send him home? Like, why, why didn't you believe his story? And Katie was on Twitter, like she was getting a lot of hate for that. Like everyone has a thought of being the bachelor. And what Katie said was kind of the way that she heard it. It was like, he was coming in to be the bachelor. And so he wasn't even focused on Katie versus, you know, his story of like, you know, it's a thought that I've had, but I'm still kind of here for you. So I think this just kind of twisting of words, I feel like kind of played against Thomas in the end of the day. And I, I do I believe his intentions are completely bad? No, but I think just kind of the way the story came about, it ended up going against him. And then Katie decided to kind of not take his side of the story. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I also think that kind of like what we said last episode, Thomas is just super naive. Like, I genuinely think he's never seen a Bachelor episode ever before. So he just doesn't know how it's edited, what is right to say, what you shouldn't say. And so he just says everything. And I think it was just really honest. I think everyone has that thought, exactly what you said, Glory. I just think he just doesn't know how the Bachelor franchise works and how you get crucified for having those types of thoughts if you publicly say it. And that kind of bit him in the butthole. (laughs) Yeah, I guess um, diving into the rose ceremony. So again, everyone was literally framing Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. And everyone was literally talking about how Thomas is the villain of the house. And obviously, Katie's like definitely fed up because she wanted to focus on her relationships with the men and not talking about Thomas over and over again, right? So she was probably tired. But the only person who didn't talk about Thomas was actually Michael A. (laughs) And I personally thought that was adorable, but I wanted to hear more about what you guys thought of. Honestly, every guy that said Thomas or like, you know, like was mean to Thomas, I had like a little red X in the bottom of my brain, just like, okay, I don't really like you that much anymore. And that includes Greg, because he was kind of involving myself. So when Michael A was so smitten and just wanted to hear about what Katie was feeling, my heart literally melted. I just love the guy. Like he's too good for the show. 
I thought it was great that the producers allowed us to see that moment. Like, thank you so much for editing that, editing that into the episode. And again, like, he's just a great guy. I think we all love him. I think so too. I think it's like, you know, earlier they saw that kind of Katie rewarded Trey for being so honest. So now it's like, oh, they, they're like, oh, I should just bring it up to her, you know, because then I'll win some points over her. But it's like, no, she's actually pretty stressed out about the whole situation. So like bringing up Thomas once again, is just gonna like make things worse for her. So Michael A, man, he's just so sweet and he's such a light every time he speaks. So I think it was such a great moment and you could tell he's, he's a good guy. And as a side note, this is not related to the question, but I just want to shout out Michael A for responding to us in our DMs. <laughs> um, and thank you, Michael A, we love you so much. Thank you for being an amazing contestant and we want to see you on our tv screens again so thank you and thank you for responding to our messages love you that's it <laughs> yeah no thank you so much and honestly I think Katie definitely appreciated that a lot and you're such an amazing person so definitely keep it up and I guess like diving into Katie's dramatic call out um, during ro the rose ceremony. Obviously, I kind of understood why she was like so fed up and all with all the men like feeding her with like all the information on Thomas. Like obviously, I think that led to her, you know, to call out uh, Thomas on national TV on in front of all the men. And to be honest, I thought that was so mean. Like, I, I get that like she's fed up, right? Like I get that, you know, like, from the way the men said it and everything like it seems like he was here for the wrong reason but I just feel like she should have handled it better I honestly feel like it was a moment she wanted to get a reaction from the audience like watching at home I feel like that was a moment like the way she said it and the way she like stepped back like I feel like she was like planning it in her head and like she wants when now she when she's like watching it back and everyone's watching it back she wants everyone to kind of like clap for her or applaud for her I don't know that's that's my thought of why she did that. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, like that whole thing just like put me off. And it, I, don't know, I was in a bad mood after that. I was like, I don't know how I feel about Katie anymore because it's like she, she tries to brand herself as like being kind. And, you know, even the Bachelor producers and stuff, right? They said be a Katie. But like that was really mean and unnecessary I feel like like even if Thomas was lying like I don't think you have to go you don't have to do something like that too I think she could have gone about it a better way especially given that her brand is you know being nice and standing up for others yeah and like yeah bullying, right like no bullying or anything but that was literally bullying yeah and he didn't even do anything that bad like if he had a girlfriend back home, okay, fine. Like, even then, maybe tone it down a little bit. But, like, it literally wasn't even bad. Like, I don't even know where that came from. I felt so just, like, disappointed. Like, I didn't know what was happening and why Katie decided to do that. Exactly. I guess that was definitely a lot to talk about. <laughs> I guess like this is definitely the most dramatic episode so far out of the four episodes. And we just can't wait to see more and see what happens next. And I guess to end off our episode, I just wanted to hear more about your predictions. Like who do you think 
goes home next week. Any thoughts? I was thinking like based on the preview, it seems like Hunter, I don't know, gets into some sort of beef or something. And already even like this week and last week, I feel like he's been involving himself with Thomas. So I don't know if he's, I feel like he might uh, be in trouble next week. We'll have to see. Yeah, I was thinking the same and I wanted to bring that up. And also just to say that, you know, our top like choices for the first episode are all not doing well. Like (laughs) Thomas, the huge villain. Now Hunter's getting a bad edit. Of course, our boy John, like, you know, and (laughs) even Greg is getting a little sus. Like we saw the Instagram post about him wanting to come for fame and all of that. So I don't know, girls night in, like what's going on? (laughs) We don't have good judgment. (laughs) there isn't working this season (laughs) Mm, yeah I think I think I don't know what's going on with our picks but in terms of next week I think someone who might go home is Josh he's been very low-key and I feel like we haven't seen him on our screens much he hasn't had much time with Katie and so I think he might be next on the chopping block I love how you say low-key because who's Josh (laughs) (laughs) I know for a second I forgot his name too and I had to low-key google it because I forgot his name but I know what he looks like (laughs) but yeah he's just been too quiet for our screens I think he's next to go yeah totally agree with that and I think the last person I'll probably add is Justin which I'm sad about because I love his little memes with his reactions but again we haven't seen a lot of him so I feel like he might be the next to go I love his reactions (laughs) <laughs> he looks like a freaking um cartoon character i swear <laughs> like big eyes like how do you even enlarge your eyes like that that's <laughs> like i'm amazed <laughs> but anyways i guess that wraps up our episode for this week we just can't wait to see what happens next and i guess stay tuned every thursdays at 8 p.m and definitely let us know your thoughts, your opinions throughout the whole season. Comment down below in our posts or even reply back to our stories. Feel free to do anything to interact with us because we're always happy to reply back. Anyways, um, have a lovely night and we will see you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.